In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into the realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's August 11th, 2012, and you're listening to episode 50, 50 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. And I'm Maggie. And we're coming to you live from Mars. We are hanging on top of the rover, Curiosity. Pulling handbrake turns, doing donuts, dressed up like the Stig. You know the mileage on this thing sucks, though. Well, it is solar powered. That's what I've been doing wrong. <laughs> okay. Obviously, no, we are not on Mars. No. Might be a rather, rather hard to podcast with the you know, limited oxygen, that sort of thing. I or to be hearing, welcome to Knitwine Geek 2, as we'd be behind the helmets. Yeah. I actually saw a cartoon that uh, showed NBC transfers video data of Olympic events six hours after they happened. Mars transfers data 14 minutes after they happened. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. We have still images from Mars before we get still images from NBC. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I think everybody's been that making that joke on Twitter the last week. Yeah. But yeah, let's save, we can save the discu- curiosity discussion for Geeks Week. Different sort of adventures first, though. Adventures in knitting. Adventures in knitting. Okay, so following on last week where I admitted defeat with my socks, mm-hmm. I just kept knitting the knit one, pearl one, slice of crazy pie. Yep. And um, it's a pretty big pink boa constrictor right now. It does look quite long, yes. It is not the measurement it needs to be yet, but I still have a couple days. Oh, lordy. Well, oh, one more I have day. one more day. Yeah, like 24 hours. Dang it. No. If that. I, I will knit to the requirement I need to move off of this boa constrictor piece. Of crazy. Yes. <laughs> I will get to the part where I need, where I need to cast, you know, pick up stitches for the collar and the back. If I have to knit all night. You're looking <laughs> at me knowing I would do it, too. Where's my NyQuil? Yep. Put on the NyQuil and drag out the Avengers movies. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's pretty much me. Although I have been uh, communing with one of the newbie knitters, and she's doing really well. Yay! Yeah. Hi, yeah, Lauren! Whatever. We're list- we're talking about you! Hi, Lauren! <laughs> she's doing really well, actually. Um, she's She has said she's gone to YouTube a couple of times, and it took a couple of viewings and a couple of tries, but when she needed help to remember how to cast on, cast off, or... Um, knit two together, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. etc. Cetera. It was a help. It was a handy tip to help her see visually, and she's doing really well. Reading patterns on her own. Bought her first knitting magazine Ooh. all by herself, and she just started in what, like May? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is that she hasn't been here with us in yeah. the knitting groups to be cultivated. She's had to go <laughs> home because she's a university student. She's gone home where she's been doing this on her own. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to do this. So, newbies, you can do it on your own. And yes, even you not can. so newbies, if you're trying more advanced stuff, you can do it on your own. It can be done. Just try it. Yep. So, anyways, you must be doing something much more exciting. How's the shawl? The shawl. He's done. Looks like, oh, look at that. Is done. It's Complete. not blocked, but it doesn't it's matter. It doesn't done. count. It just doesn't matter. Off the needles. It is purdies. Mm hmm. Oh, I can't wait to see that blocked. It is purdies. Yeah. I'm not sure how I'm going to block it, because it is sort of like a, a crescenty shape. Crescent-y and I'm going, It's not like a nice triangle where you can just pin the middle bit and then pin the sides out as far as they go and then pin the rest of the stuff out. It's sort of... It's going to be fiddly blocky. 
croissant shaped. I have yeah, I haven't blocked the anise yet. Except more so either, and that's a similar sort of curved shape. Yeah, and is de pretty. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> it is the Diadem Shawl by Ruth Greenwald, published in the Yarnarian, and it is available on Ravelry, obviously. And I will hopefully get pictures up like tomorrow or the day after, depending on whether when I'm home. I have not been home this week, so I haven't been able to get pictures. But it is very pretty. And I made it using uh, Malabrigo Sock in the Impressionist Sky colorway. So it is a lovely blue. It is. Hey. <laughs> no sticking this in the boobage. It is mine. And it's staying with me. But yeah, I actually finished it yesterday. Like, cast. Well, I had been pretty much finished. I just couldn't do the last three rows before I got off the bus, I think, on Thursday. So I just finished it during my break on at work yesterday. So I am w- done well in advance of yay! Way to go! The flame extinguishing deadline. Yay! Awesome. Gold medal! Yay, Karen! Of course, now I'm trying to figure out what the hell I should. Well, the hell I should knit. <laughs> um, there and, is always that problem when you finish a project. Yeah, and while I have been seriously tempted to cast on with some other yarn. Like, say, the socks that rock I got in Toronto the other week, mm-hmm. or the turtle pearl that I got in Toronto the other week. What did you do? Nothing. I picked up an older project. <laughs> I picked up the V-Junkie socks from the Socktopus book, which I had started beforehand in the Koigu. And this is the one where I started one sock and pretty much got the leg done, and then I realized it was probably too small. So I started the second sock on a slightly larger needle. So I'm probably going to rip out the first one. Mm-hmm. But I'll have to rip it out, and maybe I'll wash the yarn just to get all the little Kinks the, out the of perm it. out of it. Yeah. But it's looking pretty. I just have to double-check my book and remind myself, okay, how many rows is it again before you do the little pearl ridges? Because, of course, it's been like two weeks since I picked these up, and I don't remember anymore. But yes, I'm being good, and I'm going back to the project I was working on. Uh, of course, I'm planning to go to the movies sometime this weekend, so I will also be casting on... Movie socks. The, yeah, the the Blue Moon Fiber Arts that I got the other week. <laughs> What movie, that makes... what movie are you planning on seeing? Born Legacy, oh my god. Oh, okay, sorry. I have seen, like, I have seen reviews aren't the greatest for it, but I kind of don't care, because I love that series, and it doesn't hurt that Jeremy Renner's in it. I was going to say Jeremy Hotness is in it. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. Hawkeye Hotness is in it. Yeah. <laughs> of course, he's not wearing, you know, the purple and black spandex, but... No, but he's, you know, from the trailer, he looks pretty hot enough. I, I think the guy could be wearing a plastic bag, and he would look pretty damn hot. Rar. 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 Okay. <laughs> Jeremy, if you're listening, by the way, hi. <laughs> oh, God. I think if anybody that we ever squealed about at all on this podcast ever listened, I don't know what I would do. Our faces would probably go permanently red. Yeah. And we wouldn't be able to leave the house again. Yeah. I don't know why any of them would be checking out knitting podcasts, but whatever. No, I, I don't think so, but I, I think it's something more like, you know their youngest niece or nephew would listen to the podcast and say, Hey, Uncle Alan Rickman, listen to this. Oh, my God. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> anyway, let's, oh, move, let's move on beyond... Um... Yes, anyone I've make, made jokes about, you know, my panties setting on fire, that would be awkward. <laughs> All right, let's move past this stage. Yes, moving on. But yeah, that's it for my knitting stuff, because I've basically just been working on the diet, shell. Uh, other than the little cruise I took through Ravelry the other day and was like, let me do another survey of sweater patterns that have been added since I have last looked. 
at all of them. I want this, and I want this, and I want this. <laughs> add to queue, add to queue, add to queue. Same thing with shawls. <laughs> yeah, occasionally, uh, I think it's every couple of, I guess, a month and a half, or maybe two months, something like that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're... Yeah, Cute. anybody who has me friended just has this bump. <laughs> we'll have me, we'll have a wave of patterns, patterns that have been cued in their friend activity all by me because I go through it very systematically. Well, you're thorough like that. Yes, but well, and it's been getting a little cooler here. Like the last couple of days, it, yeah, it's it's finally rained. Yeah, finally a little bit, not much, but. And we've had some cloudy days, so it's been slightly cooler. And oh my god, I saw somebody wearing a hoodie today. It was what? Like, okay, it wasn't that cool here. But yeah, people were wearing people were wearing hoodies today. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, I know this is just a teaser for fall, but oh my god, oh my god, I'll take it. Yeah. So I've been kind of wanting to like look at sweaters and stuff like that, because I know fall is coming, yeah. and it's sort of like, I want it to be fall when there's that crispness in the air. I went and... to the candle store and got mm. to smell all of the fall candles. Yeah, we were just sniffing the fireside, yeah, smelling candles upstairs, and you know, dreaming of crisp, autumn days with crisp days and crisp air and changing leaves and warm, snuggly sweaters, and men in warm, snuggly sweaters and kilts, and men out of warm, snuggly sweaters and kilts well, in front te- of a roaring fire. Technically, if they're in a kilt, they can be in and out of it at the same time. True. Or at least they don't have to be out of it for certain fun times. Okay, anyways, moving on. <laughs> anyway. Yes. What we were saying about anybody actually listening to this? Damn. <laughs> yes, moving, moving on. Moving on. I am going to take this opportunity to bridge Geek Squee and the Olympic knitting yes. by sending a shot out to the Golden Knights of the Bahamas. Okay, you guys have already known I've grown up in the Caribbean. I already warned Karen I would do this. The Bahamas won the men's 4x400 relay. I took gold, mm-hmm. and I showed Karen... My, like, my Facebook just exploded with Bahamian pride at, right after that happened. I got emails <laughs> from family members the instant it happened. <laughs> Facebook exploded. People were sharing all over the place. And I actually showed Karen... video. Somebody videotaped footage. In a bank, basically all of the tellers and customers stopped what they were doing in line, watched the TV monitors of the race going on, and you can see them getting more and more animated and excited. People were jumping up and down, running around. The camera started shaking. And by the (laughs) end of the video, when finishing line, the last lap, closing distance, finishing line happened, it looked like an earthquake was happening. People were running, people were waving their hands, and it was like happy times for everybody in the Bahamas. They were just all over glorious. Yeah, and by the sound of it, the the sound in there was just deafening, because people were just screaming and cheering, and especially when they're coming around for that last lap, there's someone like, go, 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 and making all kinds of noise. Yes, and these these And the noise is just reverberating off the inside of the building. These are not young teenagers or whatever. These are clerks and tellers behind (laughs) the desks, and these are, like, mature people jumping up and down. Business people on their lunch break and stuff. Anyways, I'm sending props out to the Golden Knights. That's what they call, that's the nickname for the team. Way to go, guys. Feeling the pride up north. Yeah, meanwhile, Canada will just drink its sorrows away for the same race. Sorry. Because we had a bronze and then got disqualified. Someone, you know, grab the Canadian whiskey and let's just drown our sorrows. Um, 
So moving into geekiness. Yay, geekiness. Um, as we mentioned last week, there was the Mars Curiosity landing. And it was and... either going to be a case of, oh my god, something messed up, or oh my god, it made it. And it made it! Yay! <laughs> I, I knew that when, I, I wasn't going to be able to stay up, but I knew that when I woke up, either the world was going to erupt from the oh my god, it made it, or the oh my god, it didn't. Yeah, there were going to be happy tears or sad tears, yeah. and there were happy tears. Yeah. Like, literally. I was live blogging it a bit, or live tweeting it a bit on our Twitter account, at Knit1Geek2, and <laughs> as I said on there, there were legit tears, man. I'm sure I just started crying. There were tears all over the place, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, especially when you get down to the seven minutes of terror. Yeah. Where you get the status reports for, like, each element of the descent, and they're like, okay, so this has gone, you know, the parachute has opened, and everybody cheers and then settles down again, because, oh, dear God, there's so much more that has to happen. And, you know, <laughs> the heat shield has come off, and, you know, it's separated from the back shell, and, you know, engaging the sky crane, and you're like, oh, my God, okay, it's done everything good so far, don't screw up now. And then, like, as soon as they said... Touchdown confirmed. It was just seeing everybody there who'd worked so hard for so long. I think they said this has been this is the, like an eight year process. Yeah, to do this. Oh my god, to see everybody there just explode was just so amazing. And there were tears, and it was amazing. There's been a lot of science just discovery just going really right this this year. Yeah, we yeah, have to Higgs do a- boson, and we've got. Curiosity. curiosity. We're gonna have to do a review at the end of the year about like all science the, in review. Yeah, all the cool geek stuff that went right. Geek stuff in review. And the really cool thing too was like within it was only like a minute or two before they actually got pictures. I mean, they were the really grainy, low resolution resolution pictures from the what they called the hazard cameras, right? Which is basically like right after landing, so that they can take pictures and double check that, okay, nothing on the rover is damaged. They're not surrounded by anything that could be a danger, like don't move backwards because there's a rock three inches behind you, or that a, sort of thing. Or a chasm. Yeah. Or a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or an alien. Oh, there was tons of people photoshopping those in. Yeah. Including Wally. <laughs> yes. I saw one with Wally. Wally was a popular addition. <laughs> one with Marvin the Martian. <laughs> it was also just kind of emotional when they show the, the first picture and then all of a sudden someone is like, oh my god, that's the wheel of the rover. And you get this idea, this feeling of like, you are see- looking at the wheel of this Fate. robot object that, that is, is on, on a different planet. Yeah. Yay, humanity. Yay. And someone was mentioning, like, one of the amazing things is that, you know, we have now have infrastructure around Mars because the photos and everything the and the data that they got for the landing was being relayed from Mars to Earth by Mars Odyssey, which is a a satellite? So, yeah, satellite yeah. that is orbiting Mars. Mars. And then I think was like is like ten years old or something. So it's like it's not just that we have like these little rovers in different spaces places. It's like we have a couple satellites and other things. It's a network. Yeah, that has created a network and created sort of a basis for further exploration. Which is really kind of awesome. <laughs> One of the things about the landing is that while even while they were doing the pre-show, when they were showing all the people working at JPL, one particular member got quite a lot of attention. Apparently the flight director, who originally was just known as Mohawk Guy, had a lot of people saying, Ooh, who is that guy? He's rather attractive. And he's awesome. And he has a mohawk. 
which he has colored red and blue, and he has little golden stars in the shaved parts of his hair. <laughs> Who is this guy? We must know more about him. I love that. Ladies, please. I'm landing a fucking robot. Yes. So his name is Bobak Ferdowski. And I think even before Curiosity had landed, he has a Tumblr de- <laughs> devoted to him. Of course he does. No, including graphics and fan art and... That is so cute. Oh my god. And now he's... And he also has a Twitter account, which, again, during the landing, went from, like, 300 followers to thousands. That's awesome. He's going to make Mohawks so mainstream. Yeah, of course the Mary Sue was all over this. Uh, yeah. (laughs) His Twitter name is Tweets Out Loud, in case you're interested. And he's been tweeting a couple pictures and things that he's from his, uh, or from the JPL. Especially with some of the jokes that his um, co-workers have been playing now that they know about his internet fame. Oh, somebody said, will you marry me? If yes, land a rover on Mars. <laughs> yeah, someone tweeted that at him. And he said another thing was uh, the other day they were sitting in the operations room downlinking images from the orbiters. And someone's like, oh, we're getting a new picture. Let me process it and put it on the screen. And then all of a sudden on the screen appeared a joke, Brokeback Mountain poster, Bo- which now says Bobak Mountain, Mountain, that someone had photoshopped his face into. <laughs> red Rover, Red Rover, let Bobak come over. Yeah, he says apparently his co-workers were laughing for a good five or ten minutes. It's nice that he has a good sense of humor about this. And actually, on the Tumblr page I just saw today, looks like in his cubicle, the, the little nameplate on his cubicle or office now says Mohawk Guy. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so he's now got his own Tumblr, which now has, it has 19 pages of, of comments Mo- Mohawk and, goodness? Yes, of Mohawk goodness. And when it comes to the Mohawk, he says that for every landing he does, Pobak is my co-pilot. <laughs> yeah, someone created a little fold to get, fold together paper, Pobak, including a little Mohawk. Mohawk. He says, but he says that he does a different hairdo for each one. That's and cool. this time it was a Mohawk. Bobak to the future. So here we go. I like big mohawks and I, I cannot, cannot lie. You other science geeks can't, can't deny that when a dude walks in with a star shaved in and his hair up like a fin, you go squee! <laughs> oh my god. You guys have to see this. Oh okay. god! Yeah, oh, in case you couldn't tell. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh god. God, I love the internet. Oh god. And you can find the Tumblr devoted to Bobak Ferdowski at fuckyeahbobakferdowski.tumblr.com. That's, well, fuck yeah. B-O-B-A-K-F-E-R-D-O-W-S-I dot Tumblr dot com. Internet, I love you. Somebody somebody commented to the Tumblr saying, if Bobak and, Co- and company are sitting around on Tumblr at work when their mission is minimum 6,000 times more monumental than anything we're doing, we needn't feel, feel any guilt, is all I'm saying. But yeah, so he's now become a little bit of a internet hero. Oh my god, is that all stuff sent to his cubicle? Altadena Farmer's Market sent a gift basket to the JPL team. Join Astro Club with a picture. Nice. Astronomy Club poster using his picture. And, but he's not the only one who's gained a little bit of a following. Okay. The other person that people noticed... Oh, wait, 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 I want to see this. What is this? One does not not simply simply land land on on Mars. Mars. There's another member, member of JPL that has gained a little bit of a following. Not quite as much. And this guy was who people were calling Hippie NASA Guy. Because he's, you know, got long gray hair and a beard. Apparently his name, his name is Steve Collins. 
And of course, now he has his, he has a Tumblr devoted to him at hippynasaguy.tumblr.com. <laughs> there is an awesome picture from NASA from the 70s, which really you guys have to see. There's nothing quite like a white shirt with a reddish is that paisley, paisley print on it and a burgundy burgundy or brownish striped diagonally striped tie and it looks like the grayish part of the striped tie has some sort of pattern on it and some serious sideburns yeah oh the 70s and apparently steve collins is not only a physicist he's also an actor who has performed shakespeare, shakespeare. There's a picture of him as a Jacques in Shakespeare's As You Like It at Caltech in 2006. Very nice. Renaissance man. Yeah. So tell me, Steve and Bobak, what do you think about kilts? <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. But yeah, and there's a lot of fun, like, Mars and space fan art and images and stuff on these is way tumblers, cool. too. So if you are a science geek and a space geek, you probably want to check these out. And if you like hot scientists, you'd also want to check these out. <laughs> but moving into stuff that is down here on Earth, because some interesting stuff is happening down here, too. And actually, in the sort of telepresence sort of field, apparently New York area airports now have what is called an airport virtu- virtual assistant, or AVA. Yeah. Basically what it is, it's a six-foot piece of plexiglass that's sort of human-shaped, and a person's image... And the two that I've seen, it's always a woman, um, is projected onto it. And for the moment, it's giving basically like a pre-recorded message. Mm-hmm. Like they showed a picture of one, you know, right next to like a security checkpoint line or something. So it probably has a recorded map and it looked like she was holding a little passport or boarding pass in her hand. Mm-hmm. So it's probably something like, please have your passport or your boarding pass ready. That sort of thing. Yeah. Stuff that you hear going off on the automated um, yeah. cycle. Above but your it looks like an actual person standing in front of you. This sort of reminds me of the librarian from the movie The Time Machine. I think it was The Time Machine. I have very vague memories of that. Yeah, it's actually by a company called Airport One, and you can see examples of it at airportone.com. Um, but they said soon they'll have she'll have voice recognition and the ability to answer questions. And will also be multilingual, which will help with international travel. Very much. Um, apparently the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey is conducting a six-month trial with them. Supposedly, so far, the, the reaction has been kind of mixed. Some people think it's kind of cool and they like the, or like the novelty. Apparently other people are weirded out because apparently the, the hologram's eyes track people's movement. Mm-hmm. So her eyes tend to follow you or seem to follow you around the room which might be kind of creepy yeah i can i can sort of see that in sort of like disney world statue eyes sort of moving yeah it's probably that sort of because normally you're uncanny whole, valley just yeah, triggering your whole face would move to yeah yeah or like or it could be actually it doesn't say maybe her eyes move or it could also be just the way it's projected because i mean you have those victorian portraits where the subject of the portrait is looking straight out from the picture but the way it's it's because the way it's painted mm. that those tend to look like if you walk by it that the, that the eyes are following you it's just the way it's painted yeah because it's staring straight out at you super creepy so it might be that sort of thing too where it feels like wherever you go, the eyes are sort of looking at you because of the way it's oriented. I say she should have looked like Judy Jetson. Oh, yeah, the weird cool thing. Apparently, it's programmed 
um, when it's idle, it's programmed to sort of fidget or fiddle with something and to look about, look around in different directions. A little bit bored. Yeah, so it looks sort of like someone, you know, like a Walmart greeter who's just sort of waiting for someone to come in. You know, they sort of fiddle, you know, fiddle around and look in different directions and then look at someone as they approach. Yeah, show me one knitting and then I'll be impressed. Yeah, that, oh my god, that'd be awesome. If the person just, you know, pulled out, had a little bag attached to their hip and pulled out knitting and started knitting and looking around. <laughs> that would be kind of awesome. And then they can't accuse us and take away our knitting needles on the flight because we'll just point at her. She's doing it. You She's a hologram, dearie. She's doing it. <laughs> She's setting an example. And they did say that on the the company's website, they do have different models that aren't in use yet, but are possible ideas. They said for use in hospitals, business offices, stores, museums, that sort of thing, which I could see, you know, you could move around a museum and instead of following a tour guide, you could move around a museum at your own pace, yeah, yeah. you know, going where you wanted instead of where the tour is going. Right. And then, but then there would be a little automated holographic tour guide that pops up. Right. Though, of course, I'm just waiting for the day when someone asks the question, oh, does this mean you won't have a job anymore? Someday. No, I. there will never be a complete replacement for human intuition and intelligence. Yeah. Or inference. Because I can just see it being yet another thing that someone points to as the doom of libraries. It's like, unless that thing can do a better Google search than, hu- than some of the humans I know can do a Google search, no, it's not going to take over my job anytime soon. Because a good part of doing of answering questions at the library is figuring out what the person is actually looking for. And sometimes they it's don't It's not know. always the thing they come up to you and ask you for right off the bat. Oh my god. <laughs> looking at pictures on the, the io9.com article, the museum model is dressed up like... Cleopatra. Cleopatra. With high heels. Which could be interesting. T- yeah, she's wearing high heels. Okay. Yeah, that kind of breaks it. That but is from... That could be uh, kind of interesting, though, too, because then you could have, you could have like, depending on what sort of museum it is or what sort of exhibit, you could have, in a way, first person. Yeah. Narration. Stories. Yeah, first person That would guide. suck for Pompeii, though. Yeah. Though, sadly, the doctor model does not look like the doctor from Voyager. Boo. Who was a hologram. Oh, yes. And but apparently... it would be cool if you could pick out a celebrity like, doc- like Dr. House. I don't know if anyone really would really want to pick that out. I'm sure if they offered it, someone would be like, oh, yeah, I totally want that click. And like, oh, it's a different when he's being an asshole to me. <laughs> click, next. <laughs> what about Dr. McDreamy? But yeah, so the holograms might be taking over. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> and then, of course, another thing in geeky news this week, which I think we had pretty much already knew but had not been confirmed yet. Apparently, Phase 2 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe will end with Avengers 2 being written and directed by Joss, Joss Whedon. That is Yay! now in writing and confirmed. Yeah. And apparently that's expected in May 2015. Wasn't there talk about a series? Yes, there is also talk about a TV series, which I think he's going to be involved in. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, like, is it going to be Avengers TV series? I think it's going to be kind of, but I think it's going to be in that universe with other characters. Okay. Like, I don't think they're going to have, you know... They're not going to have a weekly series with, like, Captain America and Hulk and... It's going to be, like... As awesome as that would be. Yeah. It's going to be, like, the Saturday morning cartoons for the grown-ups. Yeah. I think it it might be a chance for them to show other characters or other Avengers. Okay. 
while not cramming the movies full of other characters okay. and making things too unwieldy for like a two and a half hour movie. Bring it on. More Jaws, the better. Yes. The more Jaws plus Avengers is the better. And for the Doctor Who fans, well, for one thing, the, I forget if we mentioned last week, the trailer for season seven. I don't think we did. Of course, for Doctor Who fans, they also got a trailer for the next season of Doctor Who. That's right. That and while I haven't seen a lot of Doctor Who, um, I did sort of take a peek at the trailer and I can see why everybody's flailing and screaming and losing their minds over it. Well, Doctor but, Who tends to take what's normal in your mind anyway and turn it inside out. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, so I won't mention any of the little things that I saw. Okay. But it does look pretty interesting, and I'm sure if I had, you know, had the background with the series, I would be losing my mind, too. <laughs> because Lord knows I know what it's going to be like when we finally get a trailer for season three of Sherlock. Oh my god. Oh my god, I want it so bad. But also in Doctor Who news, apparently there's been rumors for a while that the BBC was going to do something about the creation of Doctor Who, like a documentary or something for the show's 50th anniversary. Especially because, um, in a quoting from the io9 article here, um, the first ever director said that the show's first creators were considered outcasts and upstarts at the hidebound old BBC. Nice! Excellent! So it's kind of awesome that it's been going on this long and has, you know, become this much of a cultural phenomenon. I love that. But now it's official. Mark Gaddis is going to be writing a 90-minute drama about the making of Doctor Who called An Adventure in Space and Time. Apparently in a press release, he was quoted as saying that this is the story of how an unlikely set of brilliant people created a true television original. And it sounds as though the TV movie will appear on or near November 23rd, 2013. That's not an official date. It's just because uh, Gaddis said that it says he wants to make it happen for Doctor Who's 50th birthday. So I guess that's... I guess November 23rd is the 50th anniversary of when the first okay. episode aired. So... So yeah, so in about another, it will be about another year before that comes out, but people can squeal at the happiness of the idea. And Gaddis is a troll, so he's going to have us all, yeah, squee- squirming and squeeing. Yeah, he's a monster troll. So, and for anybody who doesn't understand that phrase, basically he keeps dropping teasers that keep making us go, "Stop it!" and either kill me or let me see the damn movie. <laughs> yes. And things that also sort of hint at what happens and are... See, the reason... I think the reason he, we would call him a troll is because he purposely posts things that he knows will get a rise out of people or will drive people nuts. I mean, that's really what a troll is on the internet. Okay. It's somebody yep. who says something yep. or does something on purpose to get a to get a reaction from yep. people. And oh, yes. Yes, he's done it. I'm kind of glad I wasn't watching his Twitter feed before season two came out. Although I sure, in retrospect, it must make for very, very interesting reading. It does. <laughs> it does once you have been spoiled and you have yes. seen whatever it is. Now are we moving into specialties? Yes. Well, let's move into we'll move into cravings, covets, and crushes. And actually, thinking of Doctor Who, there's a little something I wanted to mention, especially because I'm probably going to be buying it tonight, so y'all won't be able to steal it from me. Though there's like 16 of these. I was going to say, did you actually find a TARDIS? Not quite. There's a shop called Tangerine Designs on Etsy, and it's tangerine8, the number 8, .etsy.com. And she makes stitch markers and buttons and um, notion bags and project bags, and she also makes needle gauges. There's a little owl. (gasps) There's a little sheep. And there's a TARDIS! Yes! Oh my god! 
a TARDIS needle gauge. You can get them in either American sizes marked on it or metric sizes. Oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> and there's a little, like, two-inch ruler at the bottom. To measure your gauge. To measure your gauge. All the holes are laser cut, I think they said. Yeah, it's laser cut wood, sizes 0 to 17. Oh. And it's got etched on it, like, the little squares in the the doors and stuff and it says police public call box and it's got the little light on the top that is brilliant mcbrilliant i want one of these so so bad that is so cool <laughs> i forget even how i found it i was but i was browsing through and i originally saw the sheep one and the owl one and i was like oh that's really cute i really want one of those click on the page that's really cute scroll scroll oh my god i need the tardis and they're about 10 or 11 dollars american so again about 10 or 11 dollars canadian and shipping to the u.s for the looking specifically at the tardis one uh it's two dollars shipping u.s canada it's 250 everywhere else it's three dollars and there's also some really cute little stitch markers i love her little buttons too i, th- I think i saw one that said yarn foo that's awesome yeah knitting ninja i want the knitting ninja one she has little tags like gift tags as well they're high fiber diet <laughs> Scantily clad. Nice. <laughs> Little sheep in a bikini. And there's a specifically crochet one, too. So, yes, that's tangerine8, the number 8, dot etsy.com. And like I said, there are, at last I checked, there were 16 of the, 16 of the metric TARDIS needle gauges. I will actually double check the numbers. And there's actually a little police, go- police box, uh, wraps per inch gauge, too. So there, there are five with the US numbers on it. And 16 of the metric. No need to quite stampede over there if you really want this. There should be some left, and I'm sure she would do another run if it sell, if this one sells out. Just, did you know that there's a new twist collective out? <gasps> no. <laughs> Seriously, I am so under a rock. And there's a new twist collective out this week. Just came out a couple days ago. The Fall 2012 edition. So I have already taken a look through it. Maggie has not I seen it I have not yet. seen this yet. So, we're going to give you our quick little initial oh, I impressions. See lots of bra- I see lots of braids. That's an ad, but it's a really pretty sweater. I have a sweater. The Queen Bee sweater. Nice. Oh, I like that. Yeah, the Annie. Annie or Ani? Annie? A-H-N-I. It's by Julia Trice. And it's a sweater with a very wide sort of bottom rib portion. And what looks like and a textured, fairly simple yeah. textured stitch around. And sort of a wide boat neck, but with wide ribbing again. I like the art neck. direction that they handled these in. The, mm-hmm. the sweater really pops out. This one's actually Zygmunt by Courtney Robinson. It's actually kind of neat. The colors don't really do anything for me, but I was imagining them in like tealy, bluey, greeny. Mm-hmm. And that could actually be kind of neat. And sort of these vertical zigzags, as well as what looks like a sort of traditional ferrile Going down vertical the pattern at the back. Yeah. And there's a lot of vertical element to it, too, which I think would Sort of counteract some of the horizontal stripiness. Fair is kind of pretty, too. Again, I'd probably do it in different colors. But again, it's a very large sort of, again, traditional sort of ferrile or Norwegian motif. But I suppose this could be good for somebody who wants to do a ferrile sweater, but it is too intimidated to go with, you know, the five or six colors. This yeah. is a two-color ferrile. Yeah. And it looks like each color that's used is like a hand paint, like a, but like a tonal yeah, because it Hand looks paint? just a little bit modeled. So just there's a, yeah, a there's little a little bit. bit of variation in the color, which gives it some interest. But again, it's only two colors in the sweater. And the, the motifs are quite large, and there's some stripes in between them. Andover is pretty. It's just a 
fairly basic cardigan. And it has elbow the texture patches. Sti- yeah, elbow patches, but I'm sure those, you know, those are optional. optional. I, elbow pads and the uh, shawl collar is nice. Yeah. Very hunting and masculine and yeah. English and things like that. I think they're going for, you know, traditional professor sort of sort of look. look. Oh my god, look at those Celtic braids. Mm-hmm, the foxwood socks. It looks like a heavier yarn, like maybe even a worsted. Well, there's lots keep, of gorgeous braids. That would it. keep your feet warm. Mm-hmm. I like this one. The praline, or praline, whichever you pronounce it. <laughs> By Gudrun Johnston. Yeah. And it's a cardigan that's got this all over, just looks like a couple little sort of slipped stitch patterns. I think I've also see, seen it maybe called like bee stitch or fly stitch, because it does look like two little wings. Yeah, it does. Coming up off. And from a distance, it just gives a very nice stippled effect. Yeah, with a very light sort of diamondy sort of yeah. shape to the, the texture. That isn't really obvious. It's a really cute little cardigan. Ooh, I like the Breckenridge sweater by Fiona yeah. Ellis. With all the lovely cables. And it looks like a very simple design. Like, there's no ribbing. It doesn't look like there's any ribbing at the hem or the cuffs or the neckline. It's also three-quarter sleeve, so this looks like it's meant to be, you know, something that's comfortable and not necessarily over bulky. Yeah. This isn't supposed to bar you from all of winter's chills. This looks like something yeah. that can be dressed up really nicely. Well, it's done in Sweet Georgia Superwash DK, so it's not going to be a very bulky sweater. And I like this one, the Tanaya sweater by Elizabeth Doherty. That's T-E-N-A-Y-A. And it's got just a little... Again, a cardigan with a little cable sort of texture pattern going down either side of the closure mm-hmm. or the front. And it looks like there's tiny little cables or slightly cabley lacy pattern in the ribbing at the bottom and on the cuffs, too. That's a nice touch. I like that. Yeah, it's just very simple, but very pretty. And it looks like it goes down the back as well. So it's got two larger braids interspersed with some eyelet Yeah, very simple eyelets. Designs. Ooh, the Bayfield shawl. Hello, lace. Yes, it looks pretty. And it's a very wide crescent shawl by Carrie Milani. Or Milani. And it's really pretty. It looks really pretty. Oh, hello. I think it... No, okay. It's, looks like it's knitted from the top down, but like I said, it's a very wide sort of... I mean, you very crescent. well may want to stab yourself somewhere in the stockinette in there, but... Yeah, but the stockinette oh, portion so, is very short, It's though. so worth it. And it looks oh. like you could even, like, wrap it around yourself a couple, a couple times. Because it looks like it goes even past the model's wingspan, and it's hanging down. It's not taut. How much yarn does that take? It's in Manos del Uruguay del Uruguay lace, four hundred and thirty nine yards per skein, and they use two skeins, so it's under a thousand yards. I could so make that with yarn I have in stash. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Same here. <laughs> I think I've got quite a bit that's that length actually. Um, oh, that is so! Oh my god, name a little version. That is so cool. Yeah, the Barberry sweater by Kristen Rengren. I love this. This reminds me a lot of the dwarven designs in mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the sort of cables that go down. It's a cardigan with a hoodie, and on the sleeves, down the spine, and traveling all the way up to the top of the hood, and it looks like some over the shoulders and down the front are yeah. these very geometric looking, I guess, cable yeah. crossovers. Cable designs. It looks really pretty. Yeah. Those are really nice. I kind of want to make that one. And that one, 
like Maggie was saying, there's an adult version and there's a kid version. And the kid version's so cute. And the kid version, yeah, the kid version is adorable. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven buttons that I can see on the kid. Yeah, I mean, obviously you could make your own decisions about how many buttons you want to put on it. Oh, want. Susanna, you make such nice things. I know. I think every single time we squeal about Twist Collective, there's at least one pattern from Susanna I see that we just go bonkers for. And this time it's the Derwin shawl. And again, it looks like a crescenty shawl, but it's, it's got like cabley, lacy things going on in it. I'm going to click to get more information. Oh, that looks like maybe a big leaf frond. Oh yeah, it looks like a, like a fern, yeah, sort of leaf shape, like double fern, yeah, 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 sort of shape using both texture and eyelets. And then there's little leaves too in set, little buds, and like little cabley bits that go down the shoulders. And and that one's actually in a doesn't say the weight, but 500 yards and 226 grams. That's approximately 250 yards. In a little over a hundred grams, so probably like a worsted or a decay, depending on the weight of the fibers that's in it. Maybe a decay. I don't see that really chunking up as a worsted. Yeah, because I believe using a five millimeter needle, a hey, five and a six millimeter needle. If anybody finds say. out what the weight of the Derwin shawl, let us know. And it probably depends on what kind of fabric you want too, whether you want a denser fabric or a lighter one. It is really pretty. It looks like it'll, again, it'll wrap around you like once or twice. Yeah. So it'd be nice to throw over the shoulders over your coat in the fall. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Capriccio by Robin Melanson with that sort of cowl neck. It's got a cowl neck and it's got a very nice... Again, sort of cabley panel. V panel that goes down the front. The edgings at the waist bottom is mirrored several times in the cuff and going up. Oh, yeah. look at that. Oh, it's actually, yeah, it's is a lacy pattern. of the Valley? No, there's no noops. That is really nice. Yeah, it's a lacy pattern that goes down the back and down the front of the sweater. And there's a little eyelet sort of detail around the rib, too, at the bottom. Dang, Nabbit, I just finished a cardigan and I'm trying to finish another one. Well, this is a sweater, not a cardigan. I still have the oven dimmed in it. I need to learn to knit with my toes. Ooh, the sorrel socks. Bacon of toes. Pretty twisted stitches. Twisted stitch cables. By Allison Greenwill. Oh, yeah. She's been mentioned a few times. Oh, yeah. I think I have a sweater of hers sort of on the go, actually. Pussy willow shawl. It's just, it's an all-over texture triangular shawl. Yeah. Very soft looking. It just looks like there's a little bit of a difference, again, for the, the edging. But it looks like it's one sort of main kind of pattern. Sapwood by Amy, Amy Herzog. Herzog. Amy does Fan cool girl. stuff. Yeah, this one's just got a very simple sort of set of lace panels that go down the front, as well as going down the sleeve, too. I like that detail. When, mm -hmm. when the sleeves mirror the the front sort yeah. of pattern. I like that detail. Yeah. Okay, that's cute. Horatio and Oren. By Barbara Gregory. They're little mittens with owls on them. That's just stinking cute. They're adorable. Really. I think this is going to be one of those things where they kind of make them... Actually, it looks like an adult that is wearing them one size. I think they must have figured it out from that one pattern. I think it was them a few years ago where they had like the little raccoon mm. or squirrel and stuff on the mittens. Okay. And all the adults were like, I want those. Those are some amazing cables. The trailage, T-R-E-I-L-L-A-G-E, -E, hat and cowl set with some, by Marnie McLean with some really cool chunky cables on them. That one. I love the shaping of it. 
I like the shaping of that. I think, though, I would like to see a bit more of an edging right at the bottom. Yeah, it's the Osage. Osage, Osage. O-S-A-G-E by Carol Feller. And it's a, well, jacket, I'd say, rather than a cardigan. And it's really got this lovely sort of curved bottom, so it sort of points up, and it's got this lovely shell collar, and it looks really gorgeous. It does look like, that looks like seed stitch, or moss stitch. Yep. So it's sort of a pattern I might want to stab my eyes out with. But or I might want to be like I think I'll use a different. It will make a gorgeous fabric, but yeah, you have to be prepared. Yeah, it's a really gorgeous fabric. You just have to be prepared mentally. But I love that. I love that shape, where it just sort of where the the bottom is sort of curved, and you've got that nice big shawl collar, and it looks very sort of old fashioned. I have seen like older like sweaters from like the nineteen twenties or mm. something, or the you know think of things from the Edwardian era that have a sort of similar shape. It's just a classic sort of shape. And as usual, they got tons of really interesting articles. There's some here on, like, natural dyeing and swatching, and these mittens are kind of cool. Yeah, they're cute. The Bannock mittens, B-A-N-A-C-H by Rachel Coopy. It's kind of neat. The The hand part of it has a texture, and it looks like it's almost, it almost looks like it might be, like, twisted stitch cables again. But then there's a really long cuff, which has a color work, sort of color work sections on it. That sweater, Zahedra. It would probably look horrible on me because of the the shaping of it, mm-hmm. but it looks like such a wonderful, comfy. lovely, comfy fall jacket, yeah. cabley jacket. It's just this natural colored Aaron cable jacket, and while it, and it's by Robin Melanson. And while the shape would probably not work on me at all, it is a gorgeous item. It is, and anybody whose body type it would flatter, do it. It looks like the, it just looks like the kind of thing that you want to curl up in on a cool fall afternoon. Yeah, I can imagine sitting on those rocks, just watching mm-hmm. waves upon waves upon waves at the beach, and just wearing that sweater. Yeah, or walking down like a going for a hike, not a hike, but like a walk a through wander. a foresty path or something, surrounded by colored leaves. I like this one. Fathom. Yeah, by Ver- Veronique Avery, and of course the the background doesn't hurt because it looks a lot like cottage country yeah (laughs) it looks a lot like cottage country with the rock and the trees and the uh. but the sweater is also gorgeous again it's like a cardigan but there's no buttons or anything it's got a really wide ribbed section where the two panels meet and then on either side of that there's a little sort of lacy or eyelet section and it does wrap over a little bit actually once there's the bottom of the the cardigan actually is a little pointed and it looks like it overlaps a fair bit. It looks like it'd be neat to close with like just a shawl pin or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But again, it w- looks warm and cozy. There's also an article on shaping and pattern. So how to do shaping with like say underarm shaping if you have a lace pattern on mm-hmm. something or cables or that sort of thing. And that's it for the fall issue. Oh, well done, guys. Lovely. Well done. Now, okay, we got a couple little surprises this week. All right, this are these are instructions. From Ravelry Knitter, Timeless One. I think she will be okay if we call her Jody. This came with ins- explicit instructions. That was in bold, <laughs> yes. too. On how to open it. It will be coming in a tube. Open the tube and tip out the little green package and the white rolled paper. There is a larger rolled paper. Do not take it out yet. Got it? Green package and white paper come out first. Open the letter. Follow the directions. All right. So we are opening this on while recording. Not technically on the air, but while recording. 
Apparently, if we do anything alternate, either we are arming a nuclear device or the boogeyman will eat us. <laughs> okay, so right. removing green package and, and white paper first. Green package, white paper. White paper. White paper rolled up. Come on, the other thing wants to come out and I'm stopping There's it. the green package. There's the green package. Okay, okay, so. Open the letter. Okay, green package and white paper come out first. Open the letter. Follow the directions. I assume this is the letter. Okay. First of all, Karen, you can open the green package that probably fell out of the tube. I was planning to send you some of my hand-dyed yarn remnants for Hexapuffs, but honestly, sending you scraps felt like, well, not really a gift. Instead, I'd send Bullshit. you a new item from my Etsy shop. Stitch markers! Ooh. And they're a bit steampunky. I imagine Ooh. them to be Sherlock and Watson's apartment keys. Oh my god, that's awesome! The gears are some piece pieces of evidence Sherlock picked up to help him solve their latest case. <laughs> so, Karen, you didn't just get stitch markers, you got access to their apartment. Oh yeah! I'll talk to Maggie now, as I assume you're headed for your bunk. Let's Thank you very much, those are awesome. Oh, Two tiny sweet. little skeleton-style keys. That is cool. And little gears. gears. That's awesome. Mag uh, pardon me, I'm going to 221B right about now. Okay, Maggie, don't look yet. My son works at the local theater. One of their perks is getting to call dibs on movie posters. Oh, dear God. I would have loved to surprise you two with the Avengers or some other such eye candy, but that was not to be. Unfortunately, the manager managers take nearly all the really popular posters. However, at my request, my son was able to call dibs on this poster, and I knew you'd like it. You can look now. All right, I see a lot of green Ooh, background. I can see the I can see the company that made it, so I know what it is. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you see it. Okay. Until... She's gonna do a big dramatic <laughs> unfolding. I know exactly what it is. It's green, cloudy background. It's <gasps> OMG. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, redheaded, kick-ass heroine. It <laughs> is a movie poster of Brave. Yeah, it's the actual movie poster because there's the backside. This is the original teaser trailer poster that came into the theater before the movie was released, at least in our town for viewing. Hope you enjoy your package as much as I enjoy listening to your podcasts. Jody, a.k.a. Timeless One. Jody, you rock! <laughs> These are awesome. Oh my god. Now I'm going to be thinking very happy thoughts when I use these stitch markers. <laughs> which might be immediately, because I can think of quite a few things I can use stitch markers for. I was just thinking I want any to buy some more. Well, you are still making a Watson sweater, aren't you? Ooh, yes, I'll have to Oh, see. your face just went all pink. <laughs> I don't know if the, the, if the markers are quite that large, but they do have rings that I could slip a larger ring onto if I needed to. Yeah. <laughs> Her face just went all pink and everything. Yes, I'm totally using for these for Watson. Jody, thank you very much. Thank that you was very super much, cool. Jody. That was awesome. And I kind of really enjoyed the whole Mission Impossible thing. (laughs) I should have totally been doing the music in the background when we were reading that letter. Okay. Maybe I'll record myself later doing it and just put it underneath quietly. Now, we also got a package from... I'm I'm thinking repeat offender sounds sounds too insulting. From Awilda, who sent us stuff from New Zealand a little while ago. Yes. So she emailed me a little while ago, and she was like, I really want to send you something for your birthday. So she did. And she slipped a little something in here for Maggie as well. So she sent more candy. Yay. Which look like, they. oh my god, these look like the, they're mint treat bites. They look like the mint girl guide cookies. (laughs) She also sent another enormous chocolate bar. Mondo bar. 
Dairy Milk Marvelous Creations Peanut Toffee, toffee cookie. cookie. And... So, in other words, you have chocolate and you have access to... I'm sharing the chocolate. 221 Baker. Yeah. You should be in a very happy place. And there's also a little soap. In wool. And the main... Shea butter. The main thing she sent Shea was butter, something sorry. from... I believe this is from her stash that she gave up to me. It's Zilana Kiwi yarn. It's a lace weight yarn. It's 40% New Zealand merino, 30% organic cotton, and 30% possum. No kidding. Yes. Neato! Different species, slightly different species from North American possum, okay. I should say. Because okay. North American possums do not have very long fur. And the other thing I should mention, in case anyone else is wondering, uh, in New Zealand, possums are an invasive species. Yeah. In case you're wondering about, in case you're saying, but I don't think they can domesticate those. They are invasive species. They're not native to the country, and they don't have, if I remember correctly, they don't have as many or any uh, natural predators, which means they destroy everything in their past. other natural yeah. things there. So they oh, so let's squish, let's squish using squish, their squish. using their fur for yarn. And it's lace weight too. Yes, it's very pretty lace weight. She sent me a, pa- a pattern too that I get from my wish list. Ah. It's like because she spoils us rotten. And she says it's squishy and has a beautiful halo when knit up. And I didn't see a couple other projects on her projects page that she has made with it, and they look very pretty. Aww. So thank you very much for that. And she sent a little something for Maggie too. Aww. So open up the note. This is the note part, right? Yeah. Okay. I know what it is. You made a joke the last time I sent a package about hoping there was a rock from Mount Doom, so I had to do it. The gray rock. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, she so she went and she got a rock from Mount Doom in the natural park. And the red one is from the I don't know how to pronounce that. The gray rock is from Raupehi? Raupehu? Okay. I'm a- probably b- butchering Sorry, that. Sorry guys. AKA Mount Doom in National Park. And the red one is from Arrow River, aka the River Bru- Bruinen. Yep, where Arwen made her stand against the Nazgul. No water horses when I was there, though. Hope that's not too weird. I thought it was a unique piece of geek for you. Oh my God, that's so cool! Oh, who, who else can say they have rocks from Mount Doom? <laughs> who else can say? Cool. Oh my God, that one's so from, that's Mount Doom, from Mount Doom. And this is from the river. Wow. That is cool. That is really cool. There's a little piece of Lord of the Rings right there mm-hmm. in your hand. And the next time you watch the movie, you'll be able to look at the, the rocks in the river and be like, I have one of those. I have one of you suckers. <laughs> my God, in the, this one's like glittery. Yeah. And sparkly. Oh, my. Mount Doom sparkles. Like a thousand tiny, tiny diamonds. diamonds. <laughs> that is really cool. Thank you very very much. Yes. That's cool. Especially <laughs> for taking the trouble to send this stuff. <laughs> Take the trouble to send rocks all the way from New Zealand, which could not have been cheap for the postage. They're geeky rocks. They're geeky rocks, yes. But mm, the post office doesn't care. Yeah. Okay, we have received very pretty things. Now it is our chance to give back. Yes. So, as we mentioned, this is our 50th episode. Rock on. Seriously. And we are also just a few weeks after our first anniversary. Not bad. Yes. So, we were going to give a little something back to y'all. A little something something. So, this week, if you comment on the episode this week, either on the blog, on Ravelry, your name will be entered in a draw for a little prize, which shall remain nameless for the moment. 
And we're probably going to do the same thing next week. So there are two chances to win. Okay. So just comment on the blog or the posts. You will have your chance. And it will be a random draw. Preferably if you want to say something geeky that you have loved that you have found during this last year. Yeah. doesn't have to be something we mentioned on the podcast. Just mention something geeky. Could be something you found on your own. Could be something that you found. A geek epiphany. Yes. Something that you found in the Share Something Awesome thread on the Ravelry group. But share something geeky that you found this week. Or this year, I should say. This is awesome. This is really awesome. And it's all because of you guys listening to us spattle away at a microphone, I guess. Yeah. I can't believe anybody listens to us blither on. Seriously, or sends us rocks from Mount Doom. I know. <laughs> or sends us, like, stitch markers and stuff. Y- yeah, you got the keys to... 221 me. <laughs> She's dangling them next. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's it for us. I have some doors to go open. Yes, you do. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you soon. Yes, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. To visit our show notes, listen to old episodes, or leave something in our tip jar, you can visit us at knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1 G-E-E-K 2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also comment at our Ravelry group. Just search the Ravelry groups for Knit One Geek 2. We're also on Twitter. You can find us at www.twitter.com slash knit one geek 2. Have a good week, everybody! Record. Oh yeah, I took Lauren down to my studio. Yeah. I saw some of my new yarns. Yeah. Oh my god, that yarn has sparkly stuff in it. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> there are sparkly yarns. <laughs> so cute. She's adorable. Yeah. Such an adorable little newbie. Can't wait to break her. <laughs> okay, so.